A couple weeks ago, I posted a question on our Instagram page asking you all for questions in regards to herbs, your health, or any other general questions that you may have. So in this episode, we're going to tackle those. Let's dive in. Hello, plant lovers. Welcome back to another episode here on Herbaceous Conversations. Now grab your favorite hot cuppa, whatever that may be, be it tea, coffee, Let's sit down and have this conversation. This is a much needed conversation. And thank you to all the people that submitted questions for this particular episode. And we're going to dive deep into bitters and shed light because I feel as though bitters really get a negative connotation, although it's really a part of the tongue palette, but they get a really negative connotation. So we're going to address that in regards to digestion during this time of year. Herbalist James Green actually had the same thoughts iterated in his book, The Male Herbal, and he said, It is my opinion that the nearly complete lack of bitter flavored foods in the overall U.S. and Canadian diet is a major contributing factor to common cultural health imbalances such as PMS, other female and male sexual organ dysfunctions, hormonal imbalances, migraine headaches, indigestion, liver and gallbladder dysfunctions, abnormal metabolism, hypoglycemia, diabetes, etc. Now that statement, in that statement actually alone, he just really explained the importance of bitters foods in our diets. Now, I don't know about you guys, but during this time of the year, I personally generally crave bitters more. I don't know if this is just because I more intently incorporate seasonal foods into my diet i don't know what it is however however so bitters i want you to remember bitters are your friend this is the this is the one palette that you need to routinely incorporate into your diet into your lifestyle and in this episode i'm going to explain why so the energetics pertaining to bitters It's actually very in-depth. We're going to dive deep, you guys. We're going to dive deep. So starting from top to bottom of the human body. Okay, so let's say you're sitting in front of a juicy salad with some watercress, arugula, dandelion leaf, a little bit of baby spinach, some radishes, carrots, a little bit of tomatoes, and then scanted with a little bit of a rosemary vinaigrette. I don't know about you, but I'm salivating right now, (laughs) just describing that salad. Now, salvation is actually the first step, the first action of bitters. So, and saliva alone, now if you've taken an A&P class, you know these bodily functions, but let's, I'm going to explain everything. So saliva, this is the first part of digestion as it breaks down proteins and fats in the mouth. And there are actually 25 bitter receptors on the tongue. 25 in total. So that's actually a quite substantial amount. And if you look at the palate of the tongue bitters, uh, the palate is in the back and then on the back sides, if that makes sense. If you can get that visual. So first we have that first process, right? The salvation. And then once the food goes down past the esophagus, several things go on. So of course, as the food hits the stomach, it hits the HCL, hydrochloric acid, Now, this acid helps to further break down the food component. And then as you're ingesting the food, bile 
and enzymes and hormones are secreted from the liver and pancreas that have very distinct functions of their own uh, to include. Now, the um, release of the bile contributes to the assimilation of vitamins and minerals later on in the intestinals. Now, more specifically, the bile and enzymes and hormones that are correlated to the liver and pancreas release certain enzymes such as pepsin and hormones such as gastrin to help break down these foods and minerals further so you can assimilate it better. Now, bitters also increase appetite and relieve constipation by making sure uh, your body is has enough bile flow because you know without the lack with a lack of bile um, there's a dryness you'll get a dryness in the intestines thus you'll have constipation so from head to toe those are very general functions of bitters that help to stimulate digestion and the metabolism in the body now within the gastrointestinal tract also lies the enteric nervous system. So this aspect of the nervous system is correlated also to the brain and helps to produce certain hormones such as serotonin, dopamine, and endorphins. Now these hormones might sound very, very familiar as they regulate mood and help to uh, have a very balanced state of being. And I will link in the show notes a blog post that goes further in depth into the endocrine system and how it correlates to the digestive system. Now, that's bitters on the physical aspect, right? Now, let's tap into the spiritual body, right? The esoteric meaning of all of this. Um, Now, the stomach and the emotional body... Okay, so the emotional body... In regards to our digestive system, there's a lot that goes on there. So if you look at the emotional body, this is according to the Chinese mappings, the liver governs anger and the stomach, which is governed by cancer, uh, also correlates to emotions. So knowing all of this, and I, I could dive deep into that. But we won't go deep into that into this episode. And then, oh yes, and then also the liver and pancreas are also uh, co-ruled by Virgo and Jupiter. So knowing all of this, what does this mean? Now I know you've heard people say they have this gut feeling, right? This gut feeling. This is our intuition, right? That generally speaks to us. Excuse the noises. <laughs> Our latest herbal apprentice is here sleeping on my chest. <laughs> Anyways, so um, knowing this, right, applying it to the physical body, how does this correlate? Now, if we're tapped into our intuitive nature and listen to this gut feeling, right, that we tend to have on a day-to-day basis, you know, depending on who we interact with, we this generally means that we're grounded right we're generally grounded now what does grounded mean grounded essentially means that we're anchored our energies are anchored so it's not like our minds are afloat and everywhere right and this can also pertain to feeling like 
you're all over the place and there isn't no sense of direction, right? So being grounded within yourself and grounding your energy into the earth uh, will also help to uh, connect you with your intuition. So this is the other aspect of digestive bitters. And this also correlates also to the just the general nature of the plants, right? So bitters tend to be weeds, right? They have very long root systems and complicated root systems as well. So you can see the physical attributes to the esoteric uh, virtues of these bitter plants, which is quite interesting. So, so that answers the digestive health question that I got for during this time of the year. And the other question that I got also now addresses stress and anxiety. Now, I think I actually answered this question, right, in regards to digestive health. Because digestive health really, once your digestive system is okay, because there's a lot that goes on. So once your your digestive system is balanced, the rest of your body will generally follow up and be in sync. So usually whenever someone comes to me with a stress-related issue or anxiety, one of the first questions I ask them is, what does your diet look like, right? Because <laughs> we are bombarded with these processed foods, alcohols and sugars and tobacco. And these aspects of food uh, suppress our brains and our minds, right? And they can also interfere with our thought processing. So knowing this in general, this can also, once your mind is altered in that way, this also heightens any stress-related issues uh, such as anxiety, depression, etc., etc. Now, this is not to say that those issues can be resolved, you know, once you cut out these foods entirely. Stress and anxiety is very multifaceted, <laughs> very multifaceted and intertwined, such as the digestive system and the nervous system together. So really to get a clearer picture in regards to stress and anxiety, uh, it depends from person to person. But generally, you want to be cautious of your food intake. That's the first step. You want to be conscious of your food intake as well as any external external, any external noise, unnecessary external noise, right, that you can control. So that would be anything that triggers your nervous system, uh, such as, you know, a stressful ride, just a stressful drive, <laughs> right, to your work or your school, um, and what you do in those instances to uh, calm down. So playing soothing music um, or listening to a podcast such as this one, <laughs> um, can help as well. Now, of course, there are herbs that you can take to address these issues as well, which I dive into into a blog post, which I'll link in the show notes. So, yes, so that really concludes this episode. Now, the takeaway from this, I want you guys to incorporate more bitters into your diet, right? Now, this could be, in, not, you want to do this in small steps, right? You don't want to eat a big salad of dandelion leaf <laughs> firstly it might be a little bit overwhelming <laughs> and secondly your stomach might thank you and hate you at the same time <laughs> now if you have little ones a really great way to uh, include bitters into the diet is through different i like to put it in different liquidy foods such as smoothies or soups so it's kind of hidden 
or you can add them and top them on certain meals such as pastas and sandwiches that they enjoy. So doing that and incorporating them at a younger age, they'll get used to these flavors. So it's not as shocking. And then, of course, while you're introducing them to little ones, explaining to them that is good to them, right? They might have a sour face, but explaining to them, you know, the benefits of ingesting these foods. They might not understand it entirely, but they'll get the concept, you know, every time they eat it and you explain to them, it'll be embedded in their minds. So that's the first thing, and it's incorporating it very slowly into your diet. So, and I'll actually, I shared an, ep, uh, an episode, a recipe with um, the, in the, within a newsletter earlier this year with bitter melon, uh, and it's so good. It's a bitter melon vegetable stir fry, and I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can make it. So, yeah, so just incorporating small, small things, and even growing your own as well. So this is a great time. Well, depending on where you live, of course, if it's too cold, it might be a little bit more difficult to grow your own bitters. But growing your own is also a nice way to build a relationship with bitters. So this includes foods such as mustard greens, Swiss chard, and dandelion leaf, and the root itself. So, yes, yes, yes. I hope this episode was very helpful to you guys. This is might be actually the last episode of the year. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. And share. Okay, so once you incorporate these bitters, I want to see your recipes. Please, please, please. So tag a silly um, using the hashtag love a silly or a silly tribe. And I'll look for your recipes. All right, guys, that concludes this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And here's to bitters because they're our friends. They're here to help us to ground our energies and connect further with our intuition and to live our best lives, literally, (laughs) with having our guts intact. All right, guys, thank you so much. And I will check you. I will see you guys in 2020. Wow. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Bye for now. Earlier in the episode, I mentioned that there is, you know, the dietary bitters and the herbal bitters. So let's talk a little bit more about the herbal bitters. Now, disclaimer about herbal actions. Now, herbal actions are just categories, right, of different herbs. Just like we categorize different organ systems within the body. Now, these different, these categorization systems, although, you know, for the mind, it separates, it puts different um, items into a box, per se. These boxes aren't entirely separate. Sometimes they intermingle with each other. (laughs) So, for example, pertaining to herbs, there are some plants that will embody multiple herbal actions, right? So let's take, for example, let's take a bitter, for example, such as dandelion. Now, dandelion is split up so that you have dandelion leaf and a dandelion root. Now, the root is a little bit more intensive, on the body compared to the leaf. Now the leaf is more subtle. So let's take the dandelion leaf in this example. Now the leaf, the way it acts in the body, it's more so, uh, so it's, since it is also a, um, a, uh, (laughs) I can't talk, a digestive bitter, it is also an alterative in its action. So the leaf, what it does, it helps the body filter out and release toxins. And the way that dandelion leaf does this is through is via water. 
All right, so that's just one example. So other digestive herbs in general include yarrow, chamomile, different leafy greens. Actually, most leafy greens are a bitter. Now, of course, the more bitter in taste, the more potent that action is. So for example, mustard greens and Swiss chard are more intense and turnip greens and watercress. Now, in regards to African folk medicine, there are certain ones as well. Growing up, now in my mom's, from my mom's tribe, there's a certain green, it's called deck. I was the only one out of my siblings that loved this green. <laughs> However, it's very bitter. It's similar, it's in the mustard family. And most of the time, now this one in particular, it just grew wildly in the backyard, in the village. And that's generally how most bitters are. They just grow wild. Like weeds, they just grow everywhere. <laughs> so that's one example. Um, it's uh, it's common name. It's called spider flower. It's a very nice, it's an interesting looking green. So that's one of them pertaining to African folk medicine. So that's just to bear in mind that these that herbs that pertain to bitters will also have um, other subcategories. So, and some of them will be more warming and stimulating to the body, uh, such as greens that are stimulating and cooling. And there are also some that are more so drying. Uh, yes. And then generally they all also contain nutritive properties to help, you know, um, make sure there's a balance of nutrients in the body and that you're getting enough of them. So, yes, so that really concludes this episode. Now, the takeaway from this, I want you guys to incorporate more bitters into your diet, right? Now, this could be, in, not, you want to do this in small steps, right? You don't want to eat a big salad of dandelion leaf. <laughs> Firstly, it might be a little bit overwhelming. <laughs> and secondly, your stomach might thank you and hate you at the same time. <laughs> now, if you have little ones, a really great way to uh, include bitters into the diet is through different, I like to put it in different liquidy foods, such as smoothies or soups, so it's kind of hidden. Or you can add them and top them on certain meals, such as pastas and sandwiches that they enjoy. So doing that and incorporating them at a younger age, they'll get used to these flavors, so it's not as shocking. And then, of course, while you're introducing them to little ones, explaining to them that it's good to them, right? They might have a sour face, but explain to them, you know, the benefits of ingesting these foods. They might not understand it entirely, but they'll get the concept, you know, every time they eat it and you explain to them, it'll be embedded in their minds. So that's the first thing. And it's incorporating it very slowly into your diet. So... And I'll actually, I shared an ep, uh, an episode, a recipe with um, the, in the, within a newsletter earlier this year with bitter melon. Uh, and it's so good. It's a bitter melon vegetable stir fry. And I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can make it. So yeah, so just incorporating small, small things and even growing your own as well. So this is a great time. Well, depending on where you live, of course, if it's too cold, it might be a little bit more difficult to grow your own bitters, but growing your own is also a nice way to build a relationship with bitters. So this includes foods such as mustard greens, Swiss chard, and dandelion leaf. 
and the root itself. So, yes, yes, yes. I hope this episode was very helpful to you guys. This is might be actually the last episode of the year. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. And share. Okay, so once you incorporate these bitters, I want to see your recipes. Please, please, please. So tag a silly um, using the hashtag love a silly or a silly tribe. And I'll look for your recipes. All right, guys, that concludes this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And here's to bitters because they're our friends. They're here to help us to ground our energies and connect further with our two intuition and to live our best lives literally (laughs) with having our guts intact all right guys thank you so much and i will check you i'll see you guys in 2020 wow yeah all right (laughs) bye for now before i head out i want to let you guys know about two new things that are coming to a silly herbs and botanica well, maybe three. As you may have noticed, the business name has officially changed to better suit the mission of the business. Now, firstly, the Kabila is being revamped. Now, Kabila means tribe and community in Swahili. And on this online forum, this online space, this is a place where you can explore herbalism, specifically pertaining to African folk medicine. And you'll also receive exclusive monthly content from me. And then secondly, the coaching program is going to be revamped for next year as I'll be intertwining my expertise as an herbalist and a health coach to provide you a very unique program so you can release anything that's hindering you from thriving and being your best self in regards to your health uh, in the mind, body, and spirit. So if you'd like to receive more information about these changes please be sure to subscribe to our newsletter.